Welcome, 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 welcome. It is the outlet. Um, if you haven't got my book yet, please go get it. Um, yeah, and the book is called The Common Past, Present, Future. Go check it out. Um, so where do we begin... Where do we begin? Um, let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah. Biden, President Biden, just, um, he had a conversation about Black Wall Street. which was interesting and yet we still have no reparations um let me see can I find what Biden was talking about so there's an article on USA Today And it says, President Joe Biden called for the U.S. to come to terms with the darkest moments of its history. Tuesday, during a trip to Tosca, Oklahoma, 100 years after a white mob burned the city's Black Wall Street to the ground, killing hundreds of black Americans and forcing thousands from their homes. Biden brought a national spotlight to the Tulsa race massacre long neglected and glossed over in history books becoming the first president to visit Tulsa on an anniversary of the bloodiest race massacre in US history he was the first president to do it did president obama not do it come on but okay um that's cool though that's cool i come here to help fill the silence because in silence wounds deepen biden said and i actually talk a little bit about Black Wall Street in my 
uh, book. But I, I didn't go in depth enough, I think, though, right? Because actually, there's been a lot of cities that were hit, right? Black cities, right? Um, and I was listening to Dr. Paul Anderson talk about it, too, right? And he talked about, what was it? I think it's Wilmington, North Carolina, and Durham, North Carolina. Now, I knew about those two, but he actually spoke about, um, I think it was somewhere in Florida. I can't remember the name. Rose something. Rose Creek, maybe? It was something with a rose, I think. But it was in Florida. Then he also talked about Nashville. And I think I might have heard about Nashville, but I'm not completely sure about that one. Um, But yeah, man, so like... There's been a lot of black cities that have been destroyed by white people. White people that, well, they were white supremacists, right? White rage, whatever you want to call it, but white people getting mad or making up some excuse to go destroy black communities. And this has happened all throughout American history. So... Nobody's surprised by, or you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that white people have been killing black people, right? The stuff that that we've been saying in the news with police. You shouldn't be surprised by it, right? Um, what happened with George Floyd? You shouldn't be surprised by it. My thing is, black people are still supporting their own oppression. And how are they supporting their own oppression? they're still giving money to white companies, right? White companies that they don't know. And when I say white companies, I mean the owner is white, right? And it's nothing wrong with giving money to a a white owner that actually supports the black community. The problem is a lot of them don't, and black people still give their money to that company. While they're not supporting your community, right? They're actually, a lot of them are actually making sure that your community is poor. And sometimes even, they might even put a black face on it, right? On the company. Like with the NBA, you see black faces, but the the owners are white. And some of these owners have actually came out publicly saying racist things. And the NBA isn't the only one. There's been a lot of different organizations, companies that have, you know, done white supremacist things, right? So, my message to black people is you you simply have to stop supporting your own oppression. You have to stop financing it. Stop giving your money to people that you don't know. Because even some black people, right, are actually okay with supporting white supremacy, right? So, in other words, that black person has black skin, but mentally they're a white supremacist. So, black people, you have to stop supporting your own oppression. And I know... There's been a lot of brainwashing in the black community. From what I've seen and read about the civil rights community, 
and it wasn't all of you know all of the black uh, civil rights community because Malcolm X was I guess you could say he was a part of or he was from that generation but he was he was more about self-reliance whereas Martin Luther King was actually supporting white supremacy even though I don't think he really understood that he was at the time until he gave that speech where he uh he actually talked about um I forgot how he actually, he actually said it I would have to look it up but basically he was saying he made a mistake it was something about bringing black people into a burning house or something like that um so yeah but let me finish this speech uh, I mean this uh, article real quick though um in a speech that bluntly talked about racism in America, Biden made a through line from the massacre of Tulsa 100 years later to a weekend in 2017 in Charlottesville, Virginia, which saw a white nationalist rally with tiki torches, racist chants, and violence. He also announced Vice President Carmela Harris will lead an effort aimed at protecting voting rights, saying the right to vote is under assault with incredible intensity like I've never seen in the face of restrictive Republican-led voting measures and state legisla uh, legislatures. Biden arrived in Tulsa in the afternoon toward, toward the Greenwood Cultural Center and met with three remaining survivors of the massacre. Viola Fletcher, Hughes Van Ellis and Leslie Benefield Randall, who are 101 to 107 years old. Wow. That's incredible, by the way. Um, you are the three known remaining survivors seen in the mirror dimly. dimly. But no longer, Biden said, now your story will be known in full view. The events we speak of today took place 100 years ago, and yet I'm the first president in 100 years ever to come to Tulsa. Describing the events, Biden said, hell was unleashed. Literal hell was unleashed. He noted how private planes dropped explosives on the black neighborhood of Greenwood. And he said victims of the massacre were unable to get reimbursed for their losses through insurance and no one was persecuted for taking part in the mob. So no one was persecuted for taking part in the mob. And I've actually heard that it was the National Guard that dropped the bombs, by the way. Biden says in his speech that it was private planes. Okay. Um... Interesting, interesting, interesting. Talking about the past where white people have basically killed black people and got away with it. And now you understand why some people say America... How they say it? Well, America's basically... White men can do anything or something like that. I feel how they say it. But anyway... Um... My fellow Americans, this was not a riot. This was a massacre among the worst in our history, but not the only one. 
and for too long forgotten by our history. As soon as it happened, there was clear effort to erase it from our memory, our collective memory. After the speech, Reverend Dr. William Barber of the Poor, Poor People's Campaign led a group, including the survivors of the massacre in signing the Civil Rights Anthem. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. The song lyrics read in part, Ain't gonna let no racism turn me around. Okay, hold on, let me... Yes, a little, they, they sung a song. A group including survivors of Mexico and singing. Why are they always singing songs? Uh. But anyway, um... Seems like every time it has something to do with black people, it's got something to do with singing and dancing. Which means nothing's going to get done. But anyway, Biden announced a slate of policies meant to promote racial equity before the trip. That includes a new interagency effort meant to combat housing discrimination as well as directives that will increase federal contracting with small minority-owned businesses by $100 billion over the next five years. Okay, so so look like he's trying to get small, but they used the term minority, minority owned businesses. The term minority means it could also be Indians. It could also be uh who else um actually white women are actually classified as minority which is weird and also pretty racist in a way right but anyway um so hawaiian chinese all these can be considered minority so Biden basically brought up some new policies where he's basically supporting other groups, it looks like. It's not just black people, even though the Tulsa massacre was against black people, not Chinese, not minorities. It wasn't against Mexicans. It wasn't against uh, any other group, right? Indians. Um, and actually, the Indians, a lot of people say Indians are actually black people, but when white people say Indians, they, they're talking about basically white people, actually, when you say Indians now. Um, because you can go to um, the tribal grounds or, or to their areas, it's going to be white people, right? It's basically they, they pertaining to those $5 Indians. At least that's what people call them, right? But anyway, um, let's see. Harris tapped to lead voting rights push. He's tapping of Harris to oversee voting rights comes amid a showdown in Texas over Republican state uh, lawmakers' attempts to rewrite state election laws. Texas Democrats stage a walkout of the Capitol to prevent voting on Senate Bill 7, which would limit certain ways of voting. Harris said more than 380 bills have been introduced in legislatures 
nationwide that would make it harder for Americans to vote. Most were introduced in response to former President Donald Trump's baseless allegations of voter fraud in 2020 election. In Congress, Biden supports the Democrats' uh, backed H.R. 1 voting rights bill, which would override many of the state law actions, but it lacks Republican support in the evenly divided Senate to overcome a potential filibuster. Um, first of all, we got to do something about that filibuster. Secondly, the Republicans are not going to support for the most part, most of our bills, especially if the, those bills are progressive, right? The Republicans are going to be totally against it. The Republican Party actually came out for Trump not too long ago. Um, I think I was reading um, Senator Graham, and a lot of their party basically is behind um, President Trump. So, this... This look for bipartisanship. Um, that's really not going to happen, man. Um, this country is divided. One half is just totally racist, right? The other half is... What's the term? Um, well, they, they want to be not racist, right? Um, you got black people. You got the... It's basically like a, a rainbow, but some of that... Part of that rainbow is a little racist too, though. So, one of the reasons we still haven't got reparations, right? Um, let's see what else he says in this article. The work ahead of us is to make voting accessible to all American voters and to make sure every vote is counted through a free, fair, transparent process, Harris said in a statement. This is the work of democracy. Make sure America knows the full story. Uh, for a century, the Tulsa Race Massacre of May 31st, 1921, went largely ignored by sitting U.S. presidents, never prompting a trip specifically to honor those killed and the once thriving honor those killed, oh, in the once thriving black neighborhood of Greenwood until now. By the way, money um Killer Mike, the rapper, has a bank um called Greenwood. Uh, so yeah, I should definitely go check that out. Um After the massacre, President Warren G. Hardin said he was shocked and hoped that such a spectacle would never again be witnessed in his country. A plea the federal government did little to ensure racist violence continued for decades after the killings in Tulsa. So, reading about this, right, and I think I heard that, uh, what was it? It was at some type of event they had, right, where the Republicans and the Democrats were there. Senator Tim Scott said this wasn't a racist country. This is not a racist country. Hmm. Okay. So... If this is not a racist country, why haven't black people got reparations back yet? Why haven't black people received their reparations yet? Why do so many companies have basically all white leadership? 
why can't we pick any company on the stock market and see that the leadership is basically all one race? Why are there barely any black people in any of this leadership that we see on the stock market? Um, there's a lot of questions I could ask, right? Um, but anyway, but then, uh, it was a, I think they said a Democrat basically agreed with what Tim Scott said. And maybe the Democrats was trying to do that to try to bring the country together, but there isn't no bringing the country together because one part of the country believes one thing and the other part of the country believes another. One country, one part of the country is deeply invested in the R word. I'm just going to say the R word right now. <laughs> um, and another part of the country is trying not to be the R word. So, yeah, bipartisanship and bringing this country together, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And it's never, we never really had bipartisanship or this country completely together. It was just basically what some people tried to make people believe, but it never was really true. It's always been false. Um, so I don't believe that we should try to act like the truth isn't the truth, right? It's not going to help anybody. It's actually probably going to make things worse. So acknowledging that this country has a lot of people that are the R word. Acknowledging that is the first step. Then we have to find out what is the solution. Um, and I mean, we could say a lot of things when it comes to the, to the solution, but the biggest problem is parents are teaching their kids to be the R word. And these parents are a part of the majority race, the race that is in power. And so, and it's not everybody that's in that race, but there's a lot of them in that race, right? But then there's other groups that follow suit, right? So, yeah, man. Um, let me get back to this article though, real quick. Let me finish it up. Uh, where was I? Okay, Trump visited Tulsa last June for his first campaign rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. He faced criticism for initially scheduling it on June tenth. The holidays celebrating the emancipation of enslaved people in the U.S. 
then moved the rally a day later, June 20th. Trump did not refer to the massacre in his remarks, making headlines instead by saying he wanted to slow down testing for COVID-19 virus. For much too long, the history of what took place here was told in silence, cloaked in darkness. But just because history is silent, it doesn't mean that it did not take place, Biden said. And while darkness can hide much, it can never erase what happened. That's why we're here, to shine a light, to make sure America knows the story in full. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of these people that perpetrated this, right, they got away scot-free. And it reminds me of, not too long ago, I heard about the one, the people that basically killed, um, what was his name? I can't even think of his name right now. Um, well, basically, it was another black kid uh, that was killed in the past that I cannot think of his name at the moment. But they were, like, still living, right? Nobody went to jail. And this happens way too often, right, where white people get away with killing of black people. And when I hear about there being riots and protesting and the police are protecting white people's property, where were the police when these protests and riots were happening back then, you know, back in the day, uh, protecting black people's property, right? All these towns that have been destroyed. So, yeah, man, crazy. Um, the black educator Booker T. Washington coined the name Black Wall Street for Greenwood in recognition of thriving black middle, upper, and professional classes with black-owned businesses dotting the streets. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood sprouted after... O.W. Gurley, a wealthy black landowner, bought 40 acres of property in Tulsa in 1906 and named it after the Mississippi City Greenwood. He started a boarding house for African Americans, ensured land was sold only to black people, and provided loans for business ventures. The massacre erupted over Memorial Day weekend of 1921 when a black shoe shiner, Dick Rowland, who was 19, was falsely accused of attempting to rape Sarah Page, who was 17, who was white. And this happens a lot, right? Where you see... Well, this actually still happens where you hear about... And I'm sure that maybe... Well, actually, I'm not even going to get into that right now, actually. I'm going to stay away from that. But Sarah Page, who was 17, who was white, falsely accused a black guy, Dick Rowland, who was 19. But some of these old tricks from the past are still working to this day, which is incredible to me. It's all a part of the script of white supremacy. But fearing Roland would be lynched, about 75 armed black men converged on the courthouse to guard him. 
they were confronted about they were confronted by about 1500 white people although the black man retreated to greenwood the white mob followed looted burning and burning homes and businesses shooting black residents at random about 300 people died and the attack destroyed millions in personal wealth which was never giving back to black people by the way no reparations have been given for greenwood 300 people died no money has been given back and greenwood wasn't the only place there's been multiple neighborhoods that have been slaughtered destroyed black neighborhoods including savings that were kept in homes by residents who mistrusted white owned banks um, thousands of black people were left homeless uh, let me see the massacre erased decades of black wealth accumulated in Tulsa and hamstrung wealth creation going forward. Various estimates determined the amount of wealth lost to be more than $200 million in value adjusted for 2021. The black citizens of Tulsa were let down by their city government, by their state government, but they were also let down by the federal government in this massacre said all right um the black citizens of Tulsa were let down by their city government by the state government and also by the federal government said Scott Ellsworth a professor of the University of Michigan and author of death in a promised land the Tulsa race riot of 1921 there was never any sort of federal investigation despite the fact that over 1,000 black homes and businesses were burnt to the ground. More than 10,000 people were made homeless, he said. The federal government never stepped in and tried to figure out what happened. Why would the government do such a thing? You have to ask yourself. And maybe it's because the government was actually okay with it. The government was might even been in conclude in cahoots some would say um yeah so anyway let's move on i still see black men being shot the three living survivors testified in may before a house uh judiciary subcommittee among them Viola Fletcher, who's 107, told lawmakers, I will never forget the violence of the white mob when we left our house. I still see black men being shot, black bodies lynched, lying in the street. I still smell smoke and see fire. I still see black businesses being burnt. I still hear airplanes flying overhead. I hear the screams. I have lived through the massacre every day. Wow. 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 And still no reparations. From the government. And I will say this once again. Greenwood wasn't the only place. Which is incredible to me. That this could happen in America right. Because a lot of people actually. Used to think America was this. Just beautiful. Place right. 
And maybe it is for uh, a lot of white people, right? But for a lot of black people, it has been pretty bad, right? White people came and stole this land and basically have just been dominating, killing and dominating, basically. So why do black people continue to support white people over their own people? The brainwashing is real. Um... A lot of the rappers who they have used to manipulate black culture. I need to make a whole episode on the manipulation of black culture, right? Because back in the day, we actually didn't used to wear our pants, you know, do the sagging thing, right? Like, rappers, like, they, um, the popular rappers, basically, right? the famous um, big-time rappers that everybody wants to be, at least in the past, is how it has been, right? They, um, you kind of, you see them wearing something and the little kids want to wear what they wear. Um, the language that the rappers speak or convey, um, the little kids, like, will emulate that. Other ways that black culture has been manipulated is through movies, right? You see certain things happen in movies. I'm like, oh, I want to be like that, right? So I think entertainment, in a lot of ways, have manipulated black culture. But that's a deeper subject that I'm not going to dive too deep in right now, right? But I do think there's been a lot of manipulation, when it comes to black culture. All right, so House Democrats have promised to introduce legislation that would allow victims to pursue a path to seek damages for the death and destruction that occurred on May 31st and June 1st of 1921. Similar legislation was proposed but never approved in 2007. Okay. Fletcher told the subcommittee members they have the power to lead us down a better path. Open the courtroom doors to us, she said. Mm-hmm. At roughly 100 days into Biden's presidency, 89% of black Americans said they approved of the job he is doing more than any other racial group, according to a Pew Research Center poll. At the center of his presidency, Biden identified racial justice as one of the four crises of his presidency. Okay, did he now? Okay. How his administration tackles the issue, particularly regarding economic inequality and criminal justice, will be closely watched. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, which Biden has pushed to pass by the anniversary of Floyd's death May 25th, remains stalled in the Senate. So it sounds like the Republicans are doing a lot to not let that go through. Um, 
but I'm gonna have to check into it and see exactly what is going on with that. But more importantly, Biden needs to get reparations passed, I would say. He needs to go on, try something before uh, 2024, I believe it is. But next year is the uh, is elections for the Congress. So we'll get to see how the people actually feel about what the Democrats have been doing. And I have seen a lot of progressive bills being thrown out there, but how much actually got passed, I have to go check and see. But when it comes to progressive policies, I'm for that. Um... I've been hearing a lot about universal basic income, but still, we haven't, um, nothing's been passed when it comes to universal basic income, which he should look into that as well. Reparations would be first, I would say, though. Um, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People criticized Biden for not including measures to combat student loan debt facing black Americans among his steps aimed at racial equity. Interesting. And this is true, right? Um, he hasn't passed anything yet um, that pertains to the student debt crisis for black Americans. And for black Americans, I would say or from what I understand is, it's one of the reasons black people's wealth is going to go down to 0% by, I think they said 2053. What I, the question I would ask is, if black people's wealth go down to 0%, are you that much different from a slave? If your wealth go down to 0%, that means you control nothing. That means you're going to be controlled. Basically. You're going to have to ask for that job. Like we're already doing, right? But it's going to be even more. Uh, if I will go down to 0%, it would be very, uh, I would say vivid. It would be obvious. Um, it would be noticeable. how bad it would be for black Americans. But maybe the Democrats are okay with that, you know? Or maybe they believe they have time. I would say pass reparations. Reparations would, well, it depends how they would pass it, though. Anyway, let me get back to this article. Um, you cannot begin to address the racial wealth gap without addressing the student loan debt crisis. NAACP National President Derrick Johnson said in a statement, you just can't address one without the other. Plain and simple, President Biden's budget fails to address the student debt crisis. 
The White House also faced criticism by some racial justice advocates for not going far enough in advancing some police reform and other progressive measures, though most have conceded Biden has been more responsive than past administrations on the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is all when it comes to this article. So Biden, I think President Biden has a lot on his plate. He got a student uh, student loan crisis. He got um, reparations. That's if he passes anything pertaining to reparations. I don't know if he is. Or, a lot of people don't believe he's going to. Um, a lot of black people keep bringing up uh, the vice president saying that uh, she said she isn't going to pass anything for black people, I think. Everybody's saying. Or at least that's what I've heard from other black people. I have to go look it up. Um, so it's all interesting. It's very interesting. I wonder what Joe, President Joe Biden's next move is going to be. And I wonder how far is he willing to go? And a lot of the things that needs to be done, the Republicans are not going to be on board. The Republicans are the good old boys, you could say. Uh, the good old party. <laughs> They're not for progressive policies. And a lot of people say that art and Republican stands for something. But at the same time, the Democrats have people on their side that support, um, what's the term? Well, I'll just say policies that could be considered the R word. There are some people on the Democrat side that are that way, too. Um, so we'll just kind of have to see what is President Biden's next move? What is he going to do? Does he truly support the black community? Uh, President Trump actually passed... I believe it was somewhere he got the HBCUs um, funded, like permanently or something like that. I have to look it up. Somebody said that. I don't know if it's true. I haven't looked it up. But What is President Joe Biden going to do for the black community? Let me see. What is this, by the way? 